everybody. It's Jacob, Eric, and Jake here coming at you guys from UBC's Point Grey campus, broadcasting from the unceded and ancestral grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to CITR 101.9 with this week's edition of Thunderbird Eye, always keeping you up to date with the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. Last weekend, volleyball went away to Calgary and routed the Mount Royal Cougars with a collective men's and women's sweep. Men's basketball outlasted the Regina Cougars, extending their win streak to eight games in an exhilarating overtime thriller on Saturday, while the women's team fell twice, drowning their record at a dismal 4-8 and eight in conference. Connor Morgan of the men's UBC basketball team was named U-Sports Player of the Week, and women's hockey split a hard-fought series against the powerful Bisons to push their record to 10-4 and four on the conference year, while men's hockey... Uh, were swept to close out 2017 on an unfortunate low note. Volleyball was destruction on the Thunderbird side. It took a total of just six straight sets for the men's team to get them two wins over the weekend. On Friday night, the Thunderbirds took down the 20, took down the Cougars 25-20, 25-16, and 25-20 yet again with help from a front row heavy killing squad. No one totaled a particularly high kill count because because of both the quick match set, but as well as the distributed attack. Irvin Brar led the kill total on Friday night's match at 9, but the match's highlight was Byron Katarakis, who was one of the Canadian University Sports Network stars of the week. He had 8 aces, 66 assists, 16 digs, and just the quick 6 sets over the weekend. On Friday night alone, the Beast put up 37 assists, 5 aces, and 5 digs. In the first set on Friday night, MRU had a 10-9 lead until the Birds went on a 5-1 momentum-switching run where some costly attacking errors put the ball in Thunderbirds' hands where the Cougars just really couldn't handle the big net presence. Second-year Danny Aspenleader finished the job with an ace to end the first frame. The second was quick and easy as the momentum from the first kept the Thunderbirds rolling uh, thanks to their early lead in the set yet again. That one ended 25-16. The, the third and final set put the... Spotlight on Thunderbird Keith West, who kept a varied attack, keeping the Cougars unsettled on the court. Although the T-Birds had an early lead, a mix of service errors and net violations kept the Cougars on a respectable 16-13 trail going into the technical. Drum roll, everyone. And Keith West, again. The man had three clutch attacks from the outside. West was using his on-court intelligence and his veteran leadership. He's actually a fifth year, although he just recently joined the Thunderbirds. Um, and it wasn't just his athleticism. Two of three of his points were just tips over the block. Uh, his attacks were well-timed as MRU's Tyler Schmidt was trying to get them back in the game, but ultimately the Thunderbirds went on to win the set 25-20 to and got the sweep on the night. Yeah, it was a very strong uh, weekend for the Thunderbirds. They had 41 kills throughout the match on Saturday, while the Cougars only had 21. On and, Friday, right, Jake? Yeah, on Friday, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just uh, very dominant from hitting percentage as well as they hit uh, .347 and had nine aces as well. Yeah, and something I've noticed about this men's team that's been really impressive is that they're not relying on their big players for all of their offense. Like, they have Briar and Ketarakis who are doing amazing, as, as they were expected to do, but they have guys like Keith West and guys like um, Aspenleiter, and, uh, you know, just every player on this team is an offensive threat, which is really helpful if you don't have the offense go going through like uh, some like specific star players like um, the women's team does to a degree. And then on Saturday night, the Thunderbirds men team extended their win streak to four games in yet another sweep. They dropped just one set over the last four matches. One set over the last four matches. 
and they've now improved their record to 11-1, good enough to bump them up to fourth in the country's power rankings. Closing 2017 on a high note, the Birds trumped MRU in the second game 25-22, 25-21, and again 25-21. Tyler Schmidt again tried for the Cougars, uh, but it fell short as Irvin Brar and Byron Ketarakis led the charge with 14 kills, and Ketarakis and Ketarakis with three aces, respectively, for the Thunderbirds. They jumped out to an early lead again in the first, and even with a chance to regroup, MRU just wasn't able to pull it together as technical errors really held them down this weekend. The second set was much of the same as the beginning story to the first, but Quinn Bromley and Schmidt the Cougars got MRU back in the game, down only 16-13 at the technical. Again, it wasn't so much a dominant performance on the Thunderbirds side, but it was a self-destructive uh, play on the on the MRU side. They had three misserves late in the match that kept them from catching up to that early lead that the birds made for themselves. And then in the third and final set, they started. It started differently, where neither team really established an early lead as the Thunderbirds had in all the previous sets. But nevertheless, the Thunderbirds were able to grab a lead right before the technical, in which they never looked back from. Every time Thunderbirds grabbed a lead, it seemed that MRU was unable to retaliate. Jordan Shane closed out the game on a middle kill, making the final score 25-21 to 21 in a quick three-game, three-set sweep. Yeah, Jacob, as you said, this one wasn't really the sort of dominant offensive performance that we saw on Friday from this team, but you have to win games like that if you're going to be a dominant team. Even if you're not completely switched on, you have to be, um, you know, definitely, like, able to sort of grind out wins and win games where you're not um, playing at the highest level that you can, and this is something they did. Although they did take advantage of um, some costly mistakes from MRU, they still had a solid game overall, if not a dominant one, and that was enough to get the win. Yeah, Ketarakis was great again with 29 assists, 11 digs, and 3 aces on the night. He now leads Canada West in service aces per set at just under .8, and is second in assists per set at just over 10. Bra remains in the top five in Canada West for kills, kills per set, and hitting percentage. The women's team found an equally successful outcome over the weekend, sweeping the Cougars in straight sets Friday night, and they were able to exhaust and run down the Cougars on Saturday night in a five-set win. On Friday, just like the men's side, the women's team dominated the Cougars. Van Rijk and Liv Ferland split the workload for kills, each bringing home nine. The, teav- the team served well and their consistency showed up in their crazy hitting percentage. It was at 436 on the night, guys. The first set on Friday started rough for the Cougars as a mix of rotation, serving, and attacking errors allowed for the Birds to play their consistent game and retain a lead. It was too many errors on the Cougars <coughs> on the Cougars side on both men's and women's this weekend that really hurt them. In the second set, the Cougars did actually jump out to a lead, but after a timeout from head coach Doug Reimer, Thunderbirds pulled back 16-15 just at the technical. Liv Ferland then added a momentum-winning kill and an ace to provide the push to clinch the second frame. The third set went back and forth until Kira Hanley of the Birds went on a service streak, and the consistent play of the Birds gave them the sweep. Yeah, Liv Ferland uh, played great this night. She really stepped it up, which took pressure off of Van Rijk and allowed UBC to play a structured, well-balanced game. Yeah, she had uh, nine kills, two aces, and six digs on the night. Um, and also uh, Alessandra Gentile, um, who had a really excellent game um, as the as the setter and allowed for a lot of this sort of consistent, uh, well-balanced game, as you said, Jake. Yeah, Gentile really setting up plays well for the Thunderbirds, so they're able to maintain that consistency on the court. Saturday night, the Thunderbirds, as earlier mentioned, outpowered the Cougars in a five-set duel. 
their winning streak is now up to four games. And the set scores on the night went 25-22, 25-17, 17-25, 12-25 in a messy fourth frame, and 15-12 in the final frame. The stat line was very even this game, unlike the last. Van Rijk led the way for UBC with a distributed 13 kills, 2 aces, 4 blocks, and 15 digs on the night. Maybe not at her normal kill count, but putting her stats in other places across the boards. The first and second frames went back and forth, but ultimately service errors and... A nice run from Liv Furland at the service line gave UBC the slight edge. The third set was the first time the Cougars pulled away with an early lead, with an early lead, and it paid off big time. Chantel Park and Alex Donaghy pushed the Cougars to a third set victory. The fourth was a disaster for the Birds, who got more than doubled in points. It was a mix of missed attacks, hence the lower hitting possess uh, the hit lower hitting possess percentage this last game, and as well as a beautiful service onslaught from. MRU player Carly Davies. Somehow the Birds gained a second life back in the fifth and final set where they jumped out to a 7-2 lead. They let MRU back into the game and then somehow closed it out thanks to John Thiele and Van Rijk who won the match with the final kill. Yeah, we've seen this a couple times from this women's team. Uh, they started out strong. They were capitalizing on the errors that Mount Royal were making pretty frequently in those first two sets. Um, but then they sort of took their foot off the gas in the third and fourth. Um, and I guess that sort of served as a wake-up call, allowing them to take that fifth and final set. Um, but we have seen this a couple of times, that they sort of uh, lose it around the third set and then get it back later. Yeah, maybe one of the reasons for that, they don't have the same sort of uh, consistent, balanced attack that the men's team does. Kira Van Rijk has had a lot of weight on her shoulders this season to carry the team, and even though she's been amazing, she's currently second in both kills per set and total kills in Canada West. She's still a first-year player, and it's difficult to rely on a new player to carry this big of a workload for an entire season. Currently sitting in a first-place tie in Canada West, they will look to keep their win streak going as the next two series uh, after winter break are against weaker opponents in the Bisons and the Winnipeg Westmen. Moving on to basketball, for the women's team, it was a rough weekend once again as they lost both of their matches against Regina. On Friday, they started off all right, but were blown out in the second and never found a way back into it, losing 81-54 to in the end. This was always going to be a tough weekend for them. Regina had only one loss all year coming into the night, and the Thunderbirds were missing Keelan Filowich, second on the team in points, second on the team in rebounds, Definitely a big miss and one that was felt on the glass in this one as the Thunderbirds got out-rebounded 50-35 and her absence was also felt in the offensive end as the Thunderbirds shot 28% from the field, including 2 for 15 from 3. And the third biggest uh, fallout from the Philowich absence was that the Cougars could really focus on Madison Penn in this one. Penn still put up 19 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 steals, but she also had 4 turnovers and shot 6 for 21 from the field. No one else scored double digits for the Thunderbirds, and only two other players, Jessica Hansen and Dina Strujic, hit more than one shot in this game. On Saturday, it was a tale of two halves as the Thunderbirds started out very well but fell apart late. They were up 19-9 to after the first quarter and were up 8 at halftime, but the second half was their undoing as they scored only 8 points in the third quarter and then the Cougars went on a 20-4 run in the fourth to seal the 72-56 victory. Really, the only bright spot in the match on Saturday was Marcy Schlick, as she scored a career-high 14 points and pulled down 11 rebounds, both of which led the team. 
Madison Penn only managed to put up 13 points and 5 rebounds, while no one else scored in double figures and the team recorded 21 turnovers. They've now lost 5 straight and have dropped to 4-8, and eight, only good for 11th in Canada West. 5 straight losses. Things aren't looking the best for the Thunderbirds right now. Uh, especially offensively, they've scored 56 points or fewer in three straight games after only recording one game like that all of last season. It's going to be tough for the Thunderbirds to crawl out of this one, and they're currently sitting 14th out of 17 in conference scoring at only 61 points a game. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do with, as we've been saying, you know, sort of week in, week out with this women's basketball team, is their three-point shooting is just not good enough. Um, Their average has been 28% from three. Um, their highest scoring quarter on Saturday in the first when they were able to rack up uh, 19 points. That was because they went 5 for 7 from 3 and shot 2 for 9 from 3 in the rest of the whole game. Um, so yeah, definitely 3-point shooting has been sort of their downfall so far this season. But with that, I think another big issue is their scoring depth, which we've touched on before, and that was magnified by Filowich's absence this weekend. Without her on the court, Regina was able to just hone in on Penn, and nobody else was able to hurt him. Marcy Schlick, Marcy Schlick put up 14 nice points in the second game, but besides that, nothing nothing big really happened. Yeah, the Thunderbirds are now 1-6 on the season when Madison Penn doesn't score 20 points. She's great, but she can't be the only option for the team. The winter break could not have come at a better time for them, as they've really gone into a freefall over the last few weeks, and we'll have to see if they'll be able to right the ship in the new year. We did get a chance to catch up with Marcy Schlick, the high score on Saturday, with her 14 points. So it was a tough weekend for the team. Obviously not how you guys wanted to head into the winter break. How do you guys try to refocus and reset in the new year? Well, obviously we've had a little bit of a tough go here for the past few weeks, and um, we've been grinding it out and learning a lot from our mistakes. So going into the winter break, we've got a lot of time to practice and everything. We've got a team trip to Cuba, which will let us go um, play against some of the Cuban athletes, which will be a different kind of basketball. And I think that's going to be a really good way to regroup and just kind of have time to have like team practices and just focus on the things we need to and um, bring those into our games in the new year. Uh, missing Filowich is obviously a tough blow for the team, but you had a very good game stepping up in her absence, leading the team in scoring. How have you felt about your own game, both tonight and so far this season? Um, yeah, for sure, having Keelan not playing this weekend was uh, a little bit of a change for us, but I think because of that, I, I needed to take on a bigger role on the team, and I think um, that's something my coaches have always encouraged me to do. So um, it, it was different, uh, definitely not having her there, but it just pushed me to do more myself, and I think that's something I need to keep doing throughout the year. Even when Keelan's on the floor, we need to work together, and I need to keep having a big presence on the floor, so I'm, I'm looking for it looking forward to doing that. Uh, and finally, the team started off strong this game, leading 19-9 after the first, but Regina came back and won it in the end. What was the key to the good start, and how do you guys try and make sure you bring that consistently? Um, we always just want to come up with really good energy, and just um, we have key things on each team that we go for, and we know how they play, and that's what our scouting is for, and we just go out and try to play good defense, try to play good offense, obviously doing the fundamental things, and um, with good energy, that all mixed together with all of our skill sets, it, it just ends up working out for us, and um, it just gets, sometimes we need to keep that energy up, keep up the consistency, and that's when we kind of start to go up and down with um, how consistent we are. As you said, in the first half, we came out a little bit stronger than we did in the second half, and we just that's something we need to work on as a team, is keeping that energy up and keeping the confidence. Thank you. Thank you. 
That was Marcy Schlick, who scored a career-high 14 points on Saturday. On the men's side, the team continued to roll sweeping a red-hot Regina team that had won seven in a row coming to the weekend. On Friday, the Thunderbirds started a little slow but ended up winning comfortably in the end with a final score of 96-73. to Phil Jalalpur stuffed the stat sheet on this night with 14 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, and 2 steals. And Grant Odu scored a season-high 14 points off the bench. But the biggest story tonight, as well as this weekend, was the performance of Connor Morgan. Beast. <laughs> he scored 36 points, which was a season-high, along with 10 rebounds, 3 assists, Four steals, season high, and three blocks, which tied his season high. It was simply an incredible performance in this one, and it carried over into Saturday, where the game came right down to the wire. But Morgan, along with Phil Jalalpur, led the over led the Thunderbirds to a 98 to 92 victory in overtime. It really was a two-man show in this one. Jalalpur scored 31 points, along with seven rebounds and six assists, while Morgan recorded 29 points, 20 rebounds, and five assists. The two of them combined to score 60 of UBC's 98 points, including 17 of the Thunderbirds' 23 points in the fourth and 14 of their 18 points in overtime. No one else scored in double figures for UBC, but with Morgan and Jalal for playing that well, they didn't need it in this one. You guys ever heard of Beast Mode? Because <laughs> that's what Morgan is right now. Like, he's he's unstoppable. He really is, and there's there's nothing that other teams have been able to do to combat him. His frame's already big enough, and when he's using his leadership skills on the court, what else are teams going to do? Yeah, really an excellent weekend for Morgan, and obviously well-deserved with that eSports Player of the Week honors. Um, we mentioned um, uh, last week that um, the UBC win st- uh, the men's basketball win streak that they've been having, it's at eight games now, by the way. They started out against some of the weaker teams in the conference, and um, we thought that maybe this would be a big test with them, and it's pretty safe to say that they're definitely uh, for real after beating uh, Regina, one of the better schools in the conference. Um, definitely looking good. Um, the, the, like, Regina only had one loss uh, coming into this weekend, so definitely good to see um, them get the sweep and continue the win streak. And it's not just Morgan. The team is unstoppable offensively right now. They're first in the entire country in scoring in points per game. They have 96 average. Their field goal percentage is 50%. That's just stupid. And their assists, they're averaging 20 assists per game. And on top of that, they're second in the country in rebounding. Every offensive statistic, they're basically leading, not just for Canada West, but the country. Yeah, there's not really much else that needs to be said about this team right now. They just keep winning and keep playing dominantly. Let's just hope that they don't lose any of that momentum that they've got right now over the winter break. And after Saturday's match, we got a chance to speak to Connor Morgan. Here's what he had to say after the Thunderbirds' overtime victory. So this game came right down to the wire against a very good team, but you managed to get the win in the end. How did you guys manage to stay cool late in the fourth and then close out in overtime? Uh, I think our, our veteran guys, uh, really, we stepped up and showed some leadership in, in overtime there. Uh, we got the ball, ball to the right guy. Phil hit a couple big shots. Um, it was really good to see us come together in the, in the final five minutes there. Uh, you've had some very impressive performances during this winning streak. What's been the key for your uh, great individual play? Uh, honestly, it's for me this year, I'm just trying to play within the team. Um, as, as it is every year, uh, I think we're coming together at the right time. Uh, second semester here, we got we to keep improving. we got a lot of things that we can do better uh, as a team and as a leader myself. Uh, personally, I've had a couple pretty good games. Uh, I've, been, I've been really focused uh, in practice. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know, it's, it's the game slowed down for me in, in my fifth year, sixth year here, so 
it's kind of I'm seeing gaps now that are a lot easier to read. I'm getting better reads out of the offense. And finally, you guys have now won eight straight, heading into the winter break on a high note. How will you make sure you come back in January without losing the momentum you have right now? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we're going down to Las Vegas to play some exhibition games down there. That'll be fun. That'll be good for us. Uh, and then we have a bye weekend the first week back. Uh, we just really got to work hard during that week. And uh, we're playing against a really good Lethbridge team that, uh, that week, ne that next week. So it's going to be a challenge for us. But if we go hard and practice, we're going to be okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, that was Connor Morgan, and I don't know if you guys remember, but Morgan started the season on the bench for the first two or three games. He was injured, and people were kind of unsure of what he was going to be able to do. And are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, look at, look at what he's been able to accomplish, especially in these last three, four games here. The Thunderbirds, I think, really only have the win streak that they're on thanks to this man. Of course, you got great players on the court like Jalalpur, and you have up-and-coming players like Shepard, but... He's so much more than just his stat line. This man is a natural leader with a calming presence, and it visibly affects his teammates to perform their best, especially in stressful, uh, m like, you know, fourth quarter moments in the game where things could go one way or the other, and he lets them excel. Yeah, we saw on Saturday uh, in the fourth and in overtime, every time there was a stoppage in play, especially when Regina was shooting free throws, Morgan would call everyone over to him and basically huddle up. He would just let them know everything going on, what they needed to do, and you know, he just seems to be just a natural leader out there. And as Jake touched on last Friday night, Morgan put up 36 points along with 10 rebounds to lead players on both sides of the court as well as marking a season-high in point total. If that wasn't enough, Morgan, Saturday night, put up another double-double and a 20-20 performance on Saturday night as he kept the Thunderbirds focused and able to find a tight overtime win game when maybe they weren't playing the best overall as a team. Morgan put up 29 points that night and 20 rebounds, which ties a career high. He's tearing up Canada West. He's leading both points per game and total rebounds at 25 and 10.3 respectively. He's also tied for third in the country with total points and defensive rebounds per game with eight, as well as placing fourth in U Sports in total rebounds at that 10.3 mark I mentioned earlier. He's averaging double-doubles. That's crazy. What up, LeBron? <laughs> Morgan received many awards for his performance over the past week, including CUSN Men's Basketball Star of the Week, Canada West first star of the week, and of course, U Sports Athlete of the Week, which is a very big honor. He's the heart and soul of this UBC team, and seems nothing to want nothing less than a championship glory for his final U Sports season, and he's right on pace to do that. Yeah, definitely, UBC men's basketball looking really exciting with uh, Morgan at the center of it. We're going to take a quick break for ads, and we will be right back. Hold of some pigskin. This is my shimmering life prize. All I must do is create a diversion. What could distract people who love sports? Sports. 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 Do you find sports distracting? Feel the need to chant sports for hours on end? Then come on by the CITR station at the new sub to get involved. We do play-by-play, -play, color commentary, audio production, interviews, and so much more. Only on CITR 101.9 FM. Hey there, my name is Callum Ng, the Executive Director of BC Athlete Voice. We're an athlete-focused organization helping British Columbia's athletes become their best. How do we do that? Well, if you're a BC athlete, we can help you with pretty much everything related to leadership, advocacy, and education. For example, 
We can help you find funding, start a new athlete group, or develop better public speaking skills. It's all at bcathletevoice.ca. And don't forget to look for us on Twitter and Facebook by searching BC Athlete Voice. Check it out. Hello and welcome back to CITR Sports. We are going to take a look over at hockey, Eric. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, uh, guys, if the men's hockey segment has been a little uh, repetitive as of late, but the men's team has been repetitive in their performances, so there's not a lot I can do. Not the best either. No. Um, the Manitoba Bisons defeated UBC in both of the men's games this weekend. The first game was tied at two after two on two goals from UBC's Michael Stennerson. But in the th- third, the Bisons exploded for five goals from five different goal scorers. UBC managed to score once in the third, but obviously not enough. Uh, they lost this one 7-2. to two. Shots were pretty even, 31-30 uh, to 30 with UBC getting the slight edge. Um, head coach Sven Butcherson uh, described the problem as to do with execution and finishing on the offensive end and added that the birds were frequently outmuscled due to the size and strength of many of the Bison's players. But uh, Butcherson wasn't asked about the team's defensive woes, um, and that's really the issue here, uh, in my opinion, because the shot count wasn't, you know, astronomically high like it's been as of late. Um, There's been way too many shots um, that are high-danger shots that are, you know, shots that have a count of scoring chances, really good chances to score on the goaltender, and whereas if you are closing them down and making them take low-percentage shots, and then the shot count can be even run up a little bit more, but the issue is that they're just letting the dangerous shots go through. And it's working the goalies unfairly. It's it's making their save percentage A look bad, which, of course, you don't want to do that to your teammates. But, I mean, it's just being unfair to their team. Their defense needs to step it up. So Yeah, absolutely. In my opinion, Matt Hewitt's still an excellent goaltender, and Ryland Toth's pretty good, too, but they've both been getting just absolutely shelled thanks to this uh, lackluster defensive performance. Uh, the problems would continue the next day. UBC lost again 6-3. to three. Um, which means they conceded 13 times over two games on the weekend, which is just something you can't do. Uh, UBC were down 3-0 after 30 minutes, but Chase Clayton poked in a rebound to give UBC hope with three minutes left in the second. Uh, Three minutes after the start of the third, Jarrett Smith scored twice to bring the Thunderbirds within one, but after a third-period offensive explosion, the Thunderbirds were not able to win um, or even come back to tie. Manitoba scored three times in the third to close out the frame. And... The men's team is bad right now. They, I mean, they have a losing streak that's up to eight games. And it's probably having an impact on the morale of the team. I guess a high note would be that their offense is up. They do have six goals over the last two games, which is pretty average for most teams, but it's an improvement for them. Yeah, um, looking at the women's team, um, there's been a huge defensive performance um, in both games on the weekend, or... Yeah, in both games on the weekend, sorry. Um, the ever-impressive Tori McClash gave UBC women's team a shutout in the opener on Winnip- in Winnipeg on Friday, which bumped McClash's already ridiculous save percentage up to an insane 9-5-0. The scoreline doesn't reflect the closeness, closeness of the game as UBC were able to add two empty netters in the closing stages, with the game winner scored by Brielle Bellerive on the power play. The shots were just 18-16 to because both teams were really excellent defensively in this one, but UBC was just that little bit better. UBC went down early on Saturday and answered to tie the game at 1 on a Hannah Clayton Carroll power play goal. That was the only goal they would get in this one. This game would need overtime, and obviously UBC really strong defensively, but there isn't a lot of defense in 3-on-3 overtime, and Manitoba was able to take this one. And getting four points out of... Getting four out of the six points on a road trip is good, and they did it against the Bisons, who are a really strong team. So, although... Maybe they didn't get that second win that they were looking for. This was some real championship-caliber play out of the Thunderbirds. 
Yeah, the defense has the the defense has been outstanding for the team both games on the weekend, but especially on Friday when they only allowed 16 shots. The offense has slipped a bit as they only managed 18 shots in game one and 13 in the rematch. But if they can keep up their defensive play while adding uh, some more offense, this team could be like really good. Yeah, they got a lot going for them right now, and I think the women's team honestly has a good shot at championship run. Yeah, definitely. Um, looking at the next weekend, uh, most UBC Sports taking a break now for the new year. Um, and we'll resume in January. But we do have men's field hockey visiting University of Victoria on Sunday. Um, and that is it. That is it for this week. Um, women's hockey looking up, men's basketball looking up, both of them increasing in the rankings, in the U Sports Power Rankings, up to third and fourth, respectively. Um, and I'll let you close out the show, Jacob. Thank you, Eric. And thank all of you for tuning in to CITR 101.9. The upcoming show will be Intersections, hosted by the Gender Empowerment Collective here at CITR. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jacob, Eric, and Jake. Tune in next Thursday from 3.30 to 4 to catch the last Thunderbird Eye of 2017. Woo! Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Hey guys, this is Jacob. The Gender Empowerment Collective with their show Intersections is not going to be running today. So give a listen in and thank you all for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye. It's been a great week and I hope you all have a great rest of your day.